Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hmm. I can see there. Hey. Guys. Hi. Thanks guess for joining what? us again. We got a little red wine, and guess what? We have ice in it, and I'm not ashamed. Not ashamed. It's hot, guys. It's hot. Welcome. We are the Gordons. This is the Top Chef Season 17 All-Stars Act Show. Coming at you live, coming at you hot. Mostly hot because we're sweaty. Coming in super hot. 96 <laughs> degree hot. Coming in hot AF. This is Dave. He decided that if we wore food-flavored shirts, we wouldn't be as hungry as we actually are because we don't have time to cook ourselves because we have small children. And this is Anne, mm-hmm. and she spent the entire week trying to figure out what the fill in the title of the episode. Oh, I didn't say the episode title. To, yeah, so I, I just had to, the, the pat on I had to go in, but yeah. Just say. I couldn't find it on the list. Oh, my God. Guys, we're falling apart in the same series because it's day, I don't know, 99 of quarantine times. The title of this episode... Top Chef All-Stars, Season 17, Episode 6, I want to say. Title is Get Your Fill. Get Your Fill. Take so, two. So speaking of Phil, and spent the entire week trying to figure out which Phil was going to be the guest judge this week. I thought it was like that guy who has that show, Feed Phil or somebody Feed Phil, Phil Rosenthal. Turns out it was Dr. Phil, Phil Harmonic. I was wrong. There so, was no Phil. It was actually whole orchestra i believe the whole orchestra everyone's name is phil i feel like we really saved that bit thank you yeah so let's talk about what we're going to talk about let's talk about what we're going to talk about in this episode much like a classical symphony the la philharmonic is the classical orchestra of los angeles this episode had it had highs and lows it had drama it had intrigue and most of all it had chef testants working in pairs to mostly perfect harmony to produce dishes that would stun the palates of not only the judges but all of those people named Phil who play the instruments in the LA Philharmonic. Who made sweet, sweet music together and who made their dish fall flat? Tune in, get it? Turn up the bass and eat some bass. Turn up the bass and eat some bass. Your choice, basically everyone made con. This is Top Chef, the after show. That's when I know I did it when he laughs a little bit. Quick shout I don't listen to these before because I want to, I want to be, be fresh. I'm barely fresh. The wine will bring us back to life. We've, we'll see. I we've melted. So. Can you subscribe to our YouTube channel? Love it. Thank what you. else do we want them to do? Um, You've follow, heard me say this now. Follow us on um, our, our social media handles. We share my handle. <laughs> well, he has a handle. It's our three-year-olds. We're not going to talk about that. My handle is Annabelle8 on Instagram and Annabelle Walls on Twitter. Guys, let's talk about a lot of good stuff. taste of the episode. This was a tricky one. And here's why I think we were having a hard time, if I may speak for both of us, coming up with what is the taste of the episode? Because the quick fire and the uh, main elimination challenge, nothing thematically to pull together there, I don't think. Like usually mm-hmm. when we do taste of the episode, it's sort of like some, sure. somehow ties together. But the quick fire was about not using flour. And the episode elimination challenge was about classical music and harmony and this kind of stuff. But well, do you have a dish? Would you like me to go? Um, I have an experience. Oh, well, let's hear it. And it reminded me 
of um, Christmas dinner at the Chinese restaurant every year, growing up as a Jew. Oh. Harmonious You're experience. Jewish. Yeah, is now the time to talk about Come it? Come on, let's see we're deep enough in this. Um, reminded me of Chinese restaurant on Christmas or Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. um, harmonious, bringing different types of cultures like together. It. Like it. Um, but also, it always reminds me of the sweet and sour, because typically when oh, you go to Chinese restaurants, you're doing like the Americanized version where they really lean heavy on the sweet and sour. So anytime I hear sweet and sour mixing those types of flavors, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my brain automatically goes to did Christmas you, Chinese. Food. Did you feel like emotionally this episode was sweet and sour? Um, no, I actually, maybe, I'll tell it back. I would say it was mostly sweet. Yeah. I think most people did a really good job, and I think the teams worked well together. Yeah. Um, there was sour because it was somewhat of a sad ending. It was that, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's always shitty when people make good dishes and then they have to do that and now we have to send one of you yeah. home and i think we're at the point where we, we've got all the good chefs left they've mm -hmm. trimmed the fat mm -hmm. um they got to work together as a team so they had to send two people home so they, i thought for some reason i thought they were going to do two people are going home but it doesn't necessarily have to be the same team remember we talked about this before well, we didn't just know people it, out but that yeah. has happened too right they've done they've done both yeah but at the end of the day so there was some sweetness and yeah then, and then there was some sour yes. which i guess is different than bitterness actually I, I was going to get into that with you because I've... They're different Well, endive is not sour or... It's bitter. Endive or endive. Yeah, we'll the, get into that. The reason we can taste those different flavors is of, the, the taste buds. So yes. one picks up the bitter, okay. one picks up the sour. So endive, endive is I different I sort of than have lemon. the similar answer to you, but it's not as much of setting the scene of a Christmas at a Chinese restaurant. But mine was that cup of fruit you get if you live in LA and there's the fruit stands and it's all the fruits mixed together. So sweet. And then they put a bunch of lime sauce on it, but they also put that delicious red powdered yeah, chili stuff. Yeah, pepper comes on the side. Good stuff. Because, this is exactly how our three-year-old says because, because, kind of a lot of what Dave said, but also I think there was a little bit of spice, but I also think much like that spice that comes on the fruit cup, it's also kind of a little bit manufactured and it's a little bit um, like you can buy it in- MSG. Yeah. It's a little bit- artificial because I do think they're having from a producer standpoint, I think they wish there was more drama and they're leaning so hard on malarkey to have drama. And like, look, it's not like you want everyone to be fighting, but like there's a decided lack of drama. And that happens sometimes when it's all stars and these chefs are actually mature adults who have been through the cycle and know what they're doing a little bit. They often work together. They appear on panels together. Exactly. They, like they, they know each other by now. So I feel like they're trying to like force a little MSG drama in there, which is good. Not I mean. Square Garden. I mean, Fritos would not taste nearly as good without the MSG. I don't know if Fritos, Fritos is the, have MSG. I feel like all those snack things. I can oh. be wrong about the, you know. Let's talk about, um, I would, cool like to, has MSG. I would like to talk about, one of our segments we'd like to talk about is the best pairing segment, like a fine wine and cheese. To me, this one came very early this episode. There was obviously, the whole episode was about pairings. We can talk about pairs, but to me, an early, one of the first segments was the house segment where they do the like, what's up with the chefs? And they're all waking up, which is very awkward because there's a camera in the room when you're waking up, but you're not really actually waking up. You're fake waking up. Acting. Like acting. Uh, to me, the best pairing, like a fine wine and cheese was, uh, first of all, every time you do this, it's Nini and someone. Typically. Because uh, she's just- At least the last three She's so bubbly and effervescent, you just want to be her friend. She's you like- want to be in that pairing. We didn't talk about this. She is like our so- effing bougie it's a natural wine from georgia the country not the state and it doesn't have sulfates so you don't get hangovers good night had we not said georgia the country and for people unfamiliar with 
Georgia the country in terms of their wines, would yes. you prefer a wine from Georgia the state or Georgia the country? The country. I, I think most people would say state, including myself, prior to having tried them. They would think it's a peach flavor. I'm calling it Angria. It's just red wine, but it has a little bubble. And we put an ice cube in it. Don't judge. We already talked about this. The point is, the chef testants who paired today was Nini and Malarkey and their obsession with crystals, which I like. I like crystals, but it's yeah. funny to me. Good positive energy. They were just, and they were charging them in the sun. And even Melissa, who doesn't like to get in on these little house moments or like clicks, she likes her jade, so she holds it up. But guess what? Her jade is working. So her keep jade doing is working. It. And keep I would argue that Nini's crystals are working better for her overall aura than Malarkey's are for his. Are they? I don't think he's taking his, his, um, crystal energy to heart it might be yes working other parts of his body but i don't think it's hard working other parts of his body i didn't know the best way to say that guys let's talk about the quick fire cooking anything but without flour no so this is much like the it's just just a treasure trove of things that work for me sorry not that it's all about me but much like the vegetarian contestant elimination right up my alley Sometimes I try to not do gluten. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't care and I eat pizza dough, like two nights in a row of eating pizza. Two nights. Again, we're in a lockdown, so we're all doing what we can. But I'm here for this challenge. I do think, again, 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 as a gluten-free uh, person who aspires to be always gluten-free, but is on the fringes of gluten-free, you could tell who understood what gluten-free was or not by the flower they picked and what they were trying to do with it. Some of them would say they were doing things, and I was like, what are you doing? Well, what I've, what I've learned, blue corn gnocchi. Yeah, what I've learned from living with you is that these these flowers uh, work in very specific ways and often need to work exactly. together. Yes. And in order to try to right. recreate something or could mimic do, something, could they do that? You need to mix three or four of these different types. But no one did. Nobody did. Oh no, someone did because he did rye, voltaggio, and that didn't work out anyway. Uh, but they, they, they like the taste. Of it. They, they just again, they thought he missed the spirit of the challenge. He doesn't get it. No, he doesn't. This happens a lot. He uses. He doesn't get it. What's actually, I think he takes the challenges as inspiration, loose inspiration, yeah, and I just runs with them and does whatever the yeah. f he wants. Look, that makes me think he's not such a skilled chef because he has to stay. It's like what we were talking about with he the stays forcing the thing, forcing the elimination to be what you were going to make anyway, and just bending the thing. Yeah, I mean the rule. He's got a. He's got his go-to's. He has a line. He sticks in it. And he does it well. So I agree. So I thought what was interesting: one, no immunity because they couldn't, because they, they knew they were going to eliminate the pair. So they couldn't give Yes, yeah, so they couldn't give them. It would just create drama to have someone in the pair of immunity, because that's always a whole That becomes even thing. trickier, because then someone from another team has to go because has you. Has to go, and you're supposed to eliminate Oh, so you care when people go when someone has immunity who shouldn't have gone. Stephanie. I'm not talking about this season. I'm talking about last. I'm just talking about sloppy gamesmanship. If you create a scenario that allows that to happen, Great TV is allowing the person with immunity to send someone else home. That's actually brilliant in the That's way that true. it should work. That's true. It's all true. Uh, also, Jeffrey has been gluten-free for 10 years. What? We were always confused when chefs are can't eat or taste certain things, but I would imagine... Such as why I could only be a pastry chef and barely at that. Can at least taste things. You think he just maybe tastes things like bites? I mean, we've seen him eat gluten. On yeah, show. I think... Well, I, I tried to tap into my memory bank when I found that out because it's a tidbit they never dropped on us before. And I can't I know, I was trying specifically to think, I think, to think of an instance where he was eating but something like highly glutinate. But or making something. He must have. Now I want to go back through his old things. But I think as a chef, he probably tastes things. Um, he made 
unless he's very serious, gets very seriously ill. But I would feel like that's weird. Well, yes, that's true. I just would feel like it'd be very weird if they never. Yeah, he made charred salmon with grilled peaches and roasted chili dressing. He don't care. It's possible that the producers, prior to having laid this on us, were aware of this, and that he might have a very serious, you know, allergy, and maybe they they work the challenges around his limitations. Yeah, that's true. Guys, let's talk about um, you know some stuff people made. A lot of breakfasts. Yeah. First, I I, I want to say that this is a good opportunity to say something about um, quick buyers in general, which is a bit of a pet peeve of mine. And the chef who you like. The well, judge, no, the not guest judge. Sorry, the guest judge. The well, I didn't say who it was. Who was it? Chris Bianchi of Oh, truly an amazing pizza place that's based in Phoenix, Arizona. It's amazing. He's had it, and he brought it to me. So, for any of you, tangent, tangent alert. Oh boy! Everybody, go. We're gonna close your ears. Go grab a beer mm-hmm. or a glass of wine or a, a harder, stiffer cocktail. And if you're gonna have red wine, I suggest putting an ice cube in it. One of the best pizza restaurants in all of the country is in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. It, it's owned by the guest judge, Chris Bianco. And uh, it's outstanding. He's Granted, he's from New York. He grew up making pizza in the Bronx. Is it a tangent if it's about food? We're not sure. Um, but it's outstanding. And I-, I It's insane. It, I flew it home. I flew home pizzas yes. um, to New York on my last trip there. And they held up and they were delicious and we're still thinking about them. You guys, he's a nice man. He was a nice, yeah, just, was, a nice dude. Yeah. Not- so TV-ish, but he said all the right things. We liked him. Um, here's the deal. Sweatiest Chef Testin Award. They were all very sweaty. I think it was very hot. They are all sweating to not have flour, but who was the sweatiest, would you say? Who, who was who? almost like that episode of Curb where the waitress almost drops a dab of sweat and then does into Larry David's... Was it Malarkey? No, it was Brian Voltaggio. Oh, it was Voltaggio. Sweaty, yeah. guys. <laughs> so speaking of him, he was on the bottom because he made a little crumb and then Chris did. <laughs> so it's not going to work. He took like a, a quarter of a teaspoon of one of the flowers. Yeah. And he's like, I don't like this. Crumble. Uh, also in the bottom, the oh, Malarks, because why? <laughs> he didn't get any flour. The donut that never was. All flour on his plate. How did uh, he, he? He was just, oh, he should have just said, I just made the middle. Look, the fact of the matter is the guy's a salesman. Because he said he's what was supposed to be salesman. on the plate was the best to yeah, die oh, for a donut you've ever tasted. There's a Trumpian thread of DNA running through him that I don't like. Not to inject politics into this. No, would never. So, who won? Who won? Greg. Gregums. <laughs> gluten-free <laughs> McGee. Of course he's going to win a not-gluten challenge with those delicious Flappy Jacks made of tapioca. No, buckwheat. Tapioca. Tapioca? Yeah. With buckwheat? No. Leanna buckwheat. Just Tapioca? Guys, he's magic. He's a magic person. He's, I mean, he's magic in the kitchen. He's a magic. I think person. he has a special. I think he has like an ultra elevated yeah, palate. I agree. That allows him to understand flavor in a way that the rest of us can't. The reason I'm sort of rushing us along to get to the elimination challenge, besides to make our producer happy, is also because we didn't. This is kind of like a surprise, which I'm ruining now. But Last Chance Kitchen plays into this episode very heavily. It's it's like ah. So I want us to get to the elimination to get to Last Chance Kitchen because it's basically part of this episode. So we're gonna just. Oh, sorry, Gregory won $5,000. Congratulations. No immunity, as we mentioned, but $5,000. Yes. I would take the money. Oh, hundred. Especially. He said he was opening a restaurant, so he needs it anyway. Being as good as he is, he's not going to lose anyway. He's also got to buy more vests. I I like that he has the running theme of the one vest. Fringe. He has all sorts of different things. He's got jackets galore. Gluten-free. He's very fashionable. I don't think he's a vegan because he likes to wear leather. Anyway, we digress, as we do. Main challenge, 100-year anniversary of everyone in L.A. who's named Phil. No, 
100 year anniversary of the LA Philharmonic and its conductor, a wunderkind, which, you know, when he came on the scene 10 years ago, Gustavo Dudamel of Venezuelan descent was because he was maybe more than 10 years ago. He was, you know, 27 and he was the conductor of the LA Philharmonic. Now he's decidedly middle-aged. He was born the same year that I was. I was just going to let you set that up yeah. however you wanted. She sure. walked right into middle-aged. I went middle, right for it. Said middle aged. I'm owning it. You're not middle-aged. I, I am. We're going to live to past 80. If science... Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, but even if, if you break it into thirds... They were born in 1981. early third, a late third, and a middle third. I'm definitely into the second third, I love the math for some guys. So they're going to cook for Dudamel and 60 musicians. They're going to be paired with the chef who has a different flavor profile. So let's talk very quickly about the knife drawing. I actually really like this one, and I'm, I, I do think they've done something like it. I don't think they've done the pairs with something like it. No, I they, don't think, but I really like it. Well, it would have been interesting. Well, let's, let's explain it first, and then we can so talk about it. So basically, the knives had five different things. Salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami, the five sensations and flavor profiles that chefs cook with. So they each pulled one, and they had to be paired with someone who didn't have the same ones. You couldn't have two sweets together and two salties. There are some people who believe that smoky should be number six. Yeah, because I don't know where it fits in those other ones. It doesn't. Oh, it kind of fits in umami. If you had to shove it in one. No. I do like smoky and I don't even like meat. Yeah. As we've mentioned 800 times. That would have been an an exciting twist. What? If they added smoky. Just one person has smoky and they're alone. And they have well, to make smoke ice cream and their name is Malarkey. The smoke trumps everything else. If you make something smoky, right. it's... Maybe sweet because like a sweet barbecue sauce, but otherwise it's hard to get any other flavor in there. We had a smoker and we bought the wrong chips and we tried to make smoked cheese. It was a nightmare. Anyway, so what's interesting about, <laughs> we're, we're all learning here. What's interesting about the five things? Oh, no, I was just going to say an interesting twist is if they were like F it and then like the salty and the salty teamed up. <laughs> just people just like, yeah. they serve theirs with like a bucket of water and straws. Yeah, or, or really, yeah. Could be most food. Yeah. Sweet, they just make dessert. So what happened was... The double elimination, they laid that groundwork. They laid it as they do. They left those breadcrumbs. Nini got eliminated the last time, the double elimination. So she's got that PTSD. She was eliminated at Restaurant Wars. Yes. That was a double? It was, and that was an un- that was unusual. Um, I do remember that. You wily producers. Were you in or out for the challenge? For what it uh, is? I'm mixed. It's sort of like a movie that you don't love at the beginning, and then the more you think about it, Can the more you, you sort of, of like it. Falls into the yeah, spot. once upon a time in Hollywood. Very specific. Well, it's the like most. No time to think of that. It's the most. Well, we almost failed too. In the, it's the like most. Two thirds of the way through, we were like. I actually took a nap, like for about 30, 40 minutes. I have seen the whole movie, and I shocked. I'm shocked how loved. And yes, because I love the ending. Yeah, we didn't love it, but the more we thought about this is it, so tangenty. The point is. But sorry to go back quickly. Yes to back on point. I didn't like it at first because I think that when you hand, we've talked about this, when you handcuff yourself by limiting what you can do with a dish, yeah. like literally oh. tying your hair, iron behind your back but and not being able to use that, when you can't use certain flavors because you lose that balance and you well, sort of, but, some, some team learned that the hard way. But at the same time, it sounds like it brought out the best in some of these contestants, chef tests. I agree. So I, I, at the end of the day, I, I, did, I did like the challenge. I'm very in, all caps, very in. I liked it and that was great. Let's talk about what went down. So we talked about this. I thought Dudamel was the guest judge. He was just like the guest of honor. And he made, he and his flowing locks made a beautiful emotional speech about food and feelings. And they were sitting in the Disney hall and he had his baton because I think he carries it around at all times. I think he, he, think he drives with it? has to. Do you think he's driving? I don't have a pen. 
Because I, th- I, I think the same way that like a musician or a writer. He had an injury earlier. He's like this, right? Yeah, I think, well, I think the same way that a musician or a writer has to write things down if they have an idea that pops into their head. Yes. He has to, if something pops into his head, he has to be able to like twirl his little baton away. Copy that. That's what I say. Guys, here's the deal. The pairs were hilarious. They were hilarious. Oh, I'm sorry. Really quick. They went shopping at Whole Foods. And we learned that there is a new Laurel and Yanni, which is the thing where everyone could hear different things. And it is Leanne's interpretation of how you say endive. How does she say endive? Andive? Andive. She asked the poor Whole Foods guy where the endive was. And he looked at her like, what? And he was on camera saying, he was like, endive? Those guys have to train. And then she said it again. To learn every ingredient, everything they sell there. She's the only person who said it. Yeah. (laughs) So she's wrong because these are other chefs. There's... Many other people who never said, and she stole the endive, endive, damn it, endive, damn it, endive. She stole it right, (laughs) I can't because it's wrong. Laurel, Yanni, she stole it right out from under Eric's tall, tall face, and it was really rude. True. I don't think it would have helped their dish. They had Um, enough bitter green charred things. No, they, they, they. And then she talked about how malarkey is a monkey on crack in the store. They just were, they had to really like mine every possible thing of them fighting as a pair so they could arc their, they even, what happened with them, a, but like, they even got her to say that he's thrown her under the bus multiple times, but really there's one clear example, but I can't think of any others. I think he sort of threw he, under the bus for the oil fish situation of burning fish gate of episode one. I think he had something, he said something. Oh, you he, might be right. I think so that yeah, was, they, they, they were Okay. They do have a history. So. The opposite are like a fine wine and cheese. This is mustards and chocolate chip cookie. Things that shouldn't go together. Malarkey and Leanne. Or traditionally oil and water. But isn't mustards and chocolate chip cookie yeah. so mustards, yeah. plural. Just so much more interesting. Um, spoiler alert, that's misdirect from the, from the producers. Also, very exciting. We have a new character on the show. Who is it? It's someone you never even thought you could meet. It's called... Her name is Benevolent Padma. All episode couldn't have been nicer. She was like a different person. She actually said something very, very sweet at the end of the episode. Yeah, I know that. She she led a standing ovation. I think she's a twin. <laughs> Madma. Yeah, she's like Miss Nelson. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We hang out with small children a lot, as I'm sure you know. Okay, so now they get together. They're all going to talk about the combos. There's bitter and sweet. There's yes. I'm sorry, I'm just skipping, you I'm just skipping yeah, ahead to the last podcast. chance kitchen. Karen does throw some shade at, at Padma. Eek. Yeah. To her face? No, she's no, not. No, 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 she's not she's not in no, she's fine. not there. It's pretty good. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh we have bitter and sweet. Eric and Ryan, bitter and sweet. We've got Leanne and Malarkey, Umami and Bitter. Only Malarkey. I'm so stoked I got bitter. <laughs> Stephanie and Gregory are salty and move fly. Stephanie and Gregory are salty and sour. Karen and Nini are umami and sour. That the second I heard it, I was like, y'all, they yeah. just overrode what their knives. And everyone's like, you sure you're good with this? And they're like, yeah, they're yes, like, we love it. Did you even check each other's knives before you paired up? Also, she says best friends differently. I'll just say it to Stephanie. Anyway. Uh, and Melissa and Kevin. And Melissa and Kevin. Sweet and salty. I mean, just from hearing that alone, you can guess who's going to win. Yeah, I mean, Truly, sure. and who's going to not in win. In theory, normally you, you feature more of these things in dish than just two. So in theory, they all go together. Mm-hmm. But when you can only highlight certain things, like to me, okay. you're, allu- 
your dish is a losing dish yeah. if, if you have to feature bitter as one of the two. We got to like, roll. Babe. I Sorry, don't, it's 940. We got to roll it along. I understand. Okay. Um, I don't believe that anyone like loves a bitter dish. I don't think so. It's accents. So it is hard. Right. I see what so you're saying. You have, you have to, to make feature two it accents. as one of the two yeah. main flavors yeah. profiles. And to me, it's going to be a losing dish when it doesn't have stiff. that like uphill, you know, barrier in order to like, you know, that's all. Not rushing you, rushing us. Sure. Let's quickly talk about the We're dishes. a team. We are a team. Yeah. Here's kind of like, I have sort of a hot, it's not even a hot take. It's like a take. I have a take. It's like the room temperature red wine that maybe should have been chilled. My take is the dishes all sort of felt the same to me, except for the cabbage. And here's why. A lot of fish. Fine. I love fish. And a lot of just like very chefy, like the cabbage was innovative, innovative, as mm-hmm. I'm sure Liam would say. The other ones were like good. Yeah, I think a Meat lot of them and were a like, sauce. Fish and a sauce. Like I want to eat all of the fish ones. Yeah, I think a lot of them because they felt like handcuffed. They were, that's why like that's they were like, like falling back, back on yeah. like their safe training days of like thinking about things because they would never cook this way. So they yeah. had to like go back to their tra- safe training days. And they're very of- fancy. Yeah. And it felt like that works with like being in a fancy restaurant and I touched to a Disney home. Do you want to, I was going to say, do you want to, I don't want to talk about all the dishes, but I do want to talk about top and bottom. Do we have time? Not really. Do you want to talk about all of them? No. But I do have a question. Why don't I ask you this? Sure. Ask away. What's lacquer? I, Two different dishes talked about lacquer. I think it's just the way that you're, la- it, I, I think you can lacquer anything. I think it's this sauce exactly. Because lacquer is like what you put on your deck outside that yeah, but it's shiny it's, yeah you can do that to a piece of meat or a piece of fish i don't even know this. um what were you gonna ask me? well i was gonna say since we don't have time to run through to every not dish, or not. although there's only five why don't well, you we say can't. the Let's one that's your fast. favorite and your least favorite um my the one favorite you want to eat the most and the one that you want to just like throw up over uh well i don't eat the meats but i really sure. did actually i really did i really want to eat that cabbage without the pork crumble and i know that's probably a big point but like yum. literally that is the salty of the salty so, so I'll take some fake bacon bits. They're called fake and bits. Yeah. Or Cheetos. Or just bacon bits. I just want to eat that. But I also did want to eat the, um, blah, 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 the meat, the tomato broth with poached cod and cucumbers. They didn't do it right, Nini and Karen, but I wanted to eat it. Yeah. I would agree with the cabbage is, is clearly number one. I mean, yeah. And for the judges, it was clearly, clearly like, you wouldn't want to eat the, the, beef, the Leanne Malarkey one. No, number two. Snake is snake. I'm not. It's very hard to be like totally blown away by steak. Yeah. The one that I want the least, and I'm I'm shocked that I'm saying this, Gregory and Stephanie's cod. I'm shocked. And I say this oh, no, because not. you don't want no because you okay, thank you. This, you don't want the see the miso mirin sake. It's not your it's yeah, not your because bag. this reminds it's me of like the black cod and miso that you get at every I know. single well, that restaurant, was what, like I like agree. Asian fusion restaurant. Miso every... cod, beef with miso, sea bass miso, tomato broth, whatever. And two people did not, top and bottom did not use And miso. it's like the most basic. Miso zumami. Boring dish to me because it's everywhere. It tastes the same everywhere. Mm. Mm. Like, it, I, you know, it's like you get it at like um, Nobu. Yes. Which they, I think they like popularized it's good. it. And it's good. Yeah. And then you taste it at 50 other restaurants and it tastes exactly the same. It's just so uninteresting and boring to me because yeah. I've had it so many times yeah. tasting identical. I agree. So we're on the same page here. So let's talk about this. The guest judge was, I don't know what it was because we didn't do our research correctly. And he looked like he was just in the NFL, so it was very confusing. Let me tell you guys. Ah, the guest judge was Timothy Hollingsworth. 
He, oh, he was, he worked at Thomas. He worked at French Laundry. Oh, he owns the restaurant. So oh. the guest judge was the owner of the restaurant. He looked like a loose NFL, not like he's loose, but like just a random NFL guy. No? Big neck, blonde. Yeah, there was nothing distinctive about it. He didn't, he didn't scream chef to me. I but feel like that's I'd like to eat his restaurant, so we're say, sorry to many Hollingsworth. It's a very nice restaurant for people who work there. It Meaning. seems like it's big and spacious. It seems like it had a giant kitchen, very oh, yeah. nicely organized. Yeah, they were not like, uh, it's, well, I don't, I feel like it replaced another restaurant. I think it replaced a restaurant called Pino that where Liz and Andy got married. Side note. Um, guys, quick segment of whiskey smooth. Cabbage is a main. That's a whiskey move. The whiskey is in the that kitchen over there. Yeah, but you can imagine for people who are watching, just stir in the pot whiskily. Moving on to the dangerous dessert course, elimination time. Who was in the top? Who was in the top? Who won the challenge? Well, even though we have 10, we really had five this week because we had teams. So, so most people found themselves in the top or the bottom. If you had to guess who won the top, well, who wins always? So our three-year-old daughter who watches the show with us, when they announced the winner, she said, Gregory and Melissa. <laughs> Only one of them was correct in this case. It was Melissa. I didn't hear her say that. That's hilarious. It's really hard to watch a show with a three-year-old and a one-year-old. That's all we're saying. Um, Kevin and Melissa for the sweet, salty, fish sauce, caramel roasted, cabbage with apple and cured pork crumble. Give it to me without the crumble. So I want to say one thing about this before we move on. Yes. Which is to say that we have been just talking, you know, superlatives, wonderful things about Melissa, how she's the greatest thing and she's killing she this is. competition. She's winning every challenge. She is. But what? I just want to say one thing. That Kevin's carrying her. I don't want to hear no, it. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Just that Kevin... Oh, you know, below the he's radar, here to stump for his boy. Has been doing nearly as well and has won nearly as many challenges as Melissa. That's the two true. of them have separated themselves. Where was he on my even, list? That's the real cue. Um, I think he mid, was like mid-times. mid-top, top mid-tier. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But he has won, I think, as many times as Melissa. Well, so I would call him, I still have Melissa as my favorite. I would call him a dark horse. Well, for our very late season draft, now I know. Perhaps the dark horse, I would say. Hmm. Also, anyway, great, interesting pair. Yeah, that's a good pair. Like I they, agree. I couldn't quite tell if they like were stoked on being paired with each other. It's a little bit defaulty. Like it was sort of like um. It was edited. What's like that me? word when something just sort of happens? Coincidence. No. Happenstance. It it, it works out when it really works really well. Like coincidentally happens to like work uh, out great. Serendipity. Oh. Yeah, they're. Remember that movie with Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack? It was the whole thing in the The two of them working together was serendipity because they have very different styles, both really good, and it came together in a magical way. Serendipitous. Usually we say who's the winner and who's the real winner. So for this episode, it's interesting. The winner is Melissa and Kevin. The real winner, to me in this other weird way, is they gave a second place this time. They barely ever do that. And second place went to Leanne and freaking Larky. So they're... In a way, the real winners or the other winners. Well, they got they both got a little bit of a confidence boost. Yeah, they well, did. Well, Malarkey doesn't need anyone stroking his ego, but certainly Leanne needed a little bit of help with her regard. And so somehow I, they pulled it together and the dish blew everyone away. Because yeah. they said all the components worked and it was delightful. I agree that she's the big winner because she was able she's to the big winner. I agree. come out of this yes. episode at feeling yes. much better about her position. And who is on the bottom? Clearly we know Nene and Karen are on the bottom. And who else? Uh, well, this one was actually shocking. No, it wasn't. Based on what the judges said, they were like, no, but just in happening? general, if you would have oh, said yes. looking at the teams yes, beforehand, because yes, yes, yes. you had uh, Brian Baltaggio mm-hmm. and you had Eric. 
It was some sort of pork with some sort of fancy lacquer and bitter greens. And it was a West African lacquer. And they messed up how they served it. The pork, I mean, I don't know meat, but it does seem like I get what they're saying. There's this amazing sauce on the outside, but they give you like a Easter Sunday ham sliver. So you only got a little bit of the sauce. It was just like pork. And since they weren't covering they the rest just of the put dish it, yeah. and it was only on the yeah. outside. If it's, it's almost like for those of you who eat a roast beef sandwich from the deli. Yeah. Because they like heavily no, salt and pepper the, the roast beef, but oh, they the cut edge. it so yeah, thin. Yeah. But so every that bite that you get a little bit, no, that's not how I would do it. Guys, they lost. Well, no, they were on the bottom. The losers, the double elimination losers, Nene and Karen. Karen, she loves musical theater. This is not the episode for her to go. That was rough. It's rough stuff. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Much like the show had a surprise for us and that they somehow immediately went to Last Chance Kitchen, like literally straight from the elimination, we have a surprise for you. For all of our loyal listeners and watchers who were here last week and know that we have now enlisted Last Chance Kitchen correspondents, who we then realized there's only one more episode of Last Chance Kitchen, don't worry, guys, we brought them back for you. We brought them back live from down the street. Noelia and Mark, our esteemed colleagues, our Andive aficionados, I believe. I don't know how you guys feel about Andive. I'm still mad about it. And yeah. our Last Chance Kitsch correspondents. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to Programme. Do you guys ever say Andive ever in your life? Have you ever said that? I thought it was Andive. Did you know that you could say Andive? Does Everyone that change how you feel about it? Everyone. I don't know. I mean, I think Endive sounds better. It's just it, never come up in my experience. It's how the E's work. The E is silent because you hit that I so hard. Well, the Whole Foods guy was like, oh, Endive, it's over there. Yeah, he was like, you're wrong, but I'm on camera. Yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> Are you guys having bevs? What's going on? Did you have Hail Mary? Oh. It was delicious. Mark had to wait like 40 minutes. To standing outside, outside with a hand to the table. Oh, boy. It's very yeah. popular. They have a cornmeal situation under the crust, which I really like. And I forgot to tell you also, all the side vegetable things are very good. That's the reason I don't love their pizzas. The, they go too heavy on the cornmeal crust. I lied about the part where Dave said he likes it because he's being a no, snob about the I, cornmeal crust. He I does not like it. I just don't love it. Look, here's the deal. This shit was crazy. So yeah, has this ever happened? Have they ever, I, I feel like they've done something where they go to Last Chance Kitchen, but I don't think in the middle of the season on the episode before Restaurant Wars, really? I mean, Two I people at the same time go off and they just wars. throw them into Last Chance Kitchen and they're like, Padma, take your soft mat, get out of here. Tom's like, I'm suited up and I'm ready to go. Yeah, that was my favorite part. It was the best. Yeah, true professional, always like, ready. He carries that thing okay. around. All right, it's time for my loosey goosey, you know, like <laughs> casual Tom, like Padma, get the hell out of here. Glasses are off. So, and, uh, what's the hot tea, friends? Like, what went down? Well, as you saw uh, at the end, um, Karen and uh, well, Karen especially was like not so happy to be starting Last Chance Kitchen. She was flames, flames, not having it. But yeah, everybody walks back into the kitchen, which was wild. I was like, why is everybody just back now? I'm, I'm yeah. not into this. Yeah. Um, and Tom announces that it's happening right then. And Karen's like, okay, great. I have nothing left. I don't want to do this. Please don't make me. Yeah. Um, and um, Karen and Nini are facing off against Lisa. who was the- were, they, were they shocked, would you say, to see Lisa? That's what I was thinking. I was like, are they surprised? Like, they it don't, was a pleasant surprise. Karen does not have a great poker face. I was also going to ask, do we read anything into Karen's actual dismay? Does she think Nini dragged her down? Let's talk about this. No, no, no. That, that was all on Karen. 
Karen Blue. Karen Blue. With the tomato bits where she yeah. doesn't know how to roast things and make them. They didn't yeah. have any element that was umami. That's the other thing, too. I don't know what was in the tomato. We don't broth. know what was in the broth. And like, it I know there was. In umami. was it didn't it? come up. All well, we they... know is that Karen doesn't know what uh, umami is when it comes to umami. Yeah, like that's what I'm hearing. It was like a broth and it was like an umami explosion. Apparently, it's umami when you roast a tomato. I did not know that. I was confused by that. But it otherwise, has... it's just sweet. Yeah. Well, interesting. Just, they didn't know that. Um, these poor, these poor gals. They're out. Their tanks are empty. Nini's yeah. tank is never empty. Yeah. No, she's got too much energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. She's so swaggers her way in there as she did. Yeah. I, so, I did a little so, thing. She works at Toast Meetings. <laughs> who does what? Shade. What do you say? Yeah. Go ahead. I said I did a little research on her after she won her second episode of Last Chance Kitchen. She worked at like Dos Caminos in like uh, Asia de Cuba. She worked at like the biggest chain. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dos Caminos is pretty. She's a pastry chef, right? Huh? Is That's she? What, didn't, they, didn't they call her that? Like they, they did make reference to the fact that she's. Oh, I thought that was Nini. Me too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You guys were talking about Karen. I thought you were talking about Nini. No, I'm not talking about Shane. Lisa. Lisa, Lisa worked at Dos Caminos. Meet oh. Back friend. Yeah. You're gonna have several locations. But that's the way I think of it. Yeah, she's she confused me. She's like, I'm rustic, so deal with it. <laughs> her vibe. Rustic is very gracious. Wait, we're yeah. just her. Go on. Then what happens? So then Tom announces that the challenge is to um, create a sweet and sour dish sure. because that was the thing that they needed to do last time and didn't do. Um, and uh, Karen is still totally not having it, but she's like, yeah, I guess I'll just make a sweet and sour shrimp. I don't know. Wow. Uh, Nini decides to make a skirt steak, and uh, I forget what was on the side with like a sauce. Passion pizza. fruit sauce. Yeah, passion fruit. She's like, should I use these? And everyone's like, absolutely not. Are you stupid? Yeah. And then yeah, Lisa right. makes uh, scallops with like a fun sauce and like these like cool like kefir lime chips on the side. She has tons of energy. She's yeah. Go. She's been yeah. resting. I know. They have to live in the basement of that nice Hollywood Hills house. The the losers live in the basement. Oh my God, that house. They have to make the coffee for everyone else. Um, that house is like something we would rent on a work trip to LA when we lived in New York. What I know, that house is, like, couldn't they have stayed somewhere like cool or like more <laughs> LA? Ugh, I can't, I don't <laughs> um, And they, they're cooking along and Karen is just like really frustrated the whole time. And she just, she just seemed like very like, I'm not gonna win this. I'm just gonna make a Chinese takeout dish. Yeah. Um, so she puts it together, <laughs> Nini, like blows it on the steak because she burnt it twice. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what she meant to do. It's twice burnt steak. Yeah. That's a thing, right? Yeah. And then they were like, no, just deep fry it, which I've never had deep fried steak. That was confusing to me. I was like, what, what is happening? Deep, deep fry is it a There's thing? like fairs that, you know, that's not about leg here. Yeah. No, yeah. that's Twinkie legs. No. Or steak. Twinkies. Yeah, Twinkies. I want those. Uh, and there was this really amazing moment actually where Karen or the the peanut gallery is all yelling at the people and they're like Joe Sasto yells hey girls what are you doing like hey girls like what are you gonna do and Karen was like uh actually they call me chef where I come from and it was just like this very sobering moment I love it she threw a lot of shade in that first episode don't call them girls I hate that it's great and then like determined to still be in the show as hard as he can I know I felt he they cut to his talking head and he was like yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. Well, well-meaning kind of. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. not a deke. Like he's not like he's not like the man. 
Yeah. A young you need to be told that that's not okay. Yeah. He came so. from a young place. Like yeah. Jude and Will, he is young. Right. Thank you. Uh, and then what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Jude Mel and I. And then her elevated uh, Chinese takeout really uh, captured well, she, had, she had the most appropriate comment, I'm, which was yeah. to say that what's sweet and sour tends to err on the side of being too sweet. Right. And so she wanted to scale that back, and Tom was very appreciative. What was the take on Lisa's? Like, why was she getting no love besides her eyebrow ring? He always says that everything's a good dish in Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, yeah I know. Really He's good. Tom's friendly and nice in Last Chance yeah. Kitchen. He's like, look, everybody had a great dish. Yeah, uh, really just like a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Right. Yeah. No, I think he said the scallop thing was, like, really tasty. I feel like he doesn't like scallops. He did. But he just felt like, you know. Scallops as a food. Why? They're only okay. What, scallops? Yeah. I didn't know that they were sweet, by the way. Did you hear them saying that, like... Yeah. That is, like, um, a word that's used with them. It's it's almost like it should be the word creamy. It's no, like a they seafood have a sweetness element. Them. Do you think... Really? I guess if you, like, sear them, they can, like, taste a little sweet, but that was interesting. I was like... Yeah, when they're yeah when they're not, like, overcooked, they're at, they actually are. Sometimes they can be quite sweet. And was... But was it two-parter, or this was all one? This is all the first part. And then what happens? And then what happens? And Check then... Us the bread. <laughs> So asking for a friend who didn't finish watching. Go on. <laughs> so Karen wins. Please help us. Karen wins and she's fully shocked. She's like, wow, I literally just got eliminated 20 minutes ago and now I'm yeah. back from competition. Yes. And then Nini and Lisa are gonna face off. Aha. Uh-huh. So what I'm hearing is that y'all be back. Well, what I'm unclear about is so they so that's the end of the episode. They didn't say that whoever wins out of Nini and Lisa is going into Last Chance Kitchen. Or what going to happen? Like what? there was no Lisa and Nini are gonna we're gonna face off, and that was the end of the episode. But we yeah. didn't see them face off. Well, there's a, a second part that made two parts available at once. Right. There's a second part. Yeah, none of us have watched. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I have Wikipedia. We're good. This is how you do podcast, guys. Okay, really quick. Kick down is the totally doors. No, no, no. The second part. No, no, no. The second part's not up. The second part is no. The second part's not live because it says kick down the doors and say I'm back. April twenty third. Karen did. Cr- That's oh. today. Yeah, it's it happened. It's fourteen minutes. I promise. Wait. It's available on Bravo TV. No, live stream it right now. Wait, guys. Let me just tell you what the internet says. You're right. Yeah. Sweet and sour. Thirty minutes to do it. Winner. Karen eliminated Lisa. Second part, Karen versus Nini to actually get back on the show. Okay, it was that it was available. And that was that, that aired. Well, yeah, your guess is as good as ours. It's not a guess because I already know. Because remember, I was on an episode, so I know who's back. Oh, that's right. Is it the next but one? There is no. It's the one after, and there is Restaurant Wars in betwixt. Oh my god, I love Restaurant Wars so much. I love Restaurant Wars so much. Now I know stuff. So now we're all going to watch. You know what? Quite, quite frankly, we were leaning on you for this information. <laughs> You're like, our last chance kitchen correspondence. Well, <laughs> the point is, there is a part two that we can all collectively as an internet friends enjoy after this because we know that we got rid of Lisa finally. Finally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's basically your, yeah, oh, baby scallops are, Brianna is saying that baby scallops are also sweet. Baby scallops? Brianna, what kind of monster are you? Who's eating baby scallops? Baby scallops? Oh, like yeah, the, they're 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 the veal sweet. of seafood. Yeah. yeah. That sounds, uh, I'm uncomfortable. The idea. Thank you. Wow, well, who do we think won that one? <laughs> who do you think won? Who, if you, if you have the true Nini and Lisa, nope, Nini and Karen head to head. Nini, 
Lisa, Karen. Karen's, well, here's what we got. You have a reinvigorated Karen. Also, from what you saw at the end of the other one, is it right into the next one or is it take a break? We're going to still have. No, I think that was the idea that they eliminate one and then they're, because there's three of them to compete. And then right. now it's, okay, now it's head to head. Tiring. I'm guessing. And those two go back into the competition or only. We can do something crazy, actually. Why don't we do this? I will tell you the two dishes. Are you going to like be into this or not of this? I will tell you the dishes. You'll guess who made what, but I won't tell you who won. Okay. Like this? Mark likes this. Okay, here we go. Dish one. Green curry chicken with delicata squash, green mango salad, and jasmine rice. Other dish. Crispy branzino with salsa verde, aglio e olio, pomodoro, e basil, nope, balsamic roasted fennel. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Just think about their wheel. Yeah, I'm just not and I have a, I guess, but I don't wanna. I mean, I think the second one is Lisa. But she's not in it, see, because she got eliminated. <laughs> she lost in part one. These are our last chance catching correspondence, guys. <laughs> what? Again, meaning. Karen and Nini. Karen and Nini are going. Yeah. But, but Lisa, okay. Oh. But wait. Well, Karen won, so why is Lisa out? Is what I'm saying. Oh. You know what? Why That's would a question. Out if because Tom eliminated her ass. Between, so they, they announced Karen the winner, and then of the remaining two contestants, um tom said that's pretty brutal gets, actually gets to move on you are the loser lisa which they've done quite a few times with, the, with three like you're second place loser which means second place winner which means you and karen will yeah. go head to head right now, you're in the middle karen are going head to head. i don't have enough information to make it oh, they, they had 45 minutes to cook family style meals for colloquio and the other eliminated contestants which makes me think this is definitely the last one because it says the winner returns to the main competition which we know oh that's intense it's intense Especially because you're making a family style meal. That's why there's- Right after, Karen must have been like, get me out of here. Her pink hair like faded to a white. I know. Okay, well let's talk about what we know is going to happen next time, which is just like us trying to parse through the, uh, the next week situation. Headline, Danny Trejo and Machetes. Here mm -hmm. for it. That's exciting. Kevin's he, very excited. He owns a oh, donut boy. place. So are they gonna make like donut knives? Or he also owns a taco place? Taco and donuts, yeah. I will only only think about him in Con Air. He's entrenched in the culinary scene of Los Angeles. Yeah. Donuts, tacos, he yeah. does it all. That's such a fun yeah. guess, like very LA. People don't get that LA is obsessed with donuts. Obsessed. Yeah. No one gets it. You get it. And then Restaurant Wars. What is your take on why they're all pitching a concept and malarkey? I don't need any more malarkey. I need I less as the uh, trailer for the next episode came on, I was like, I'm just not going to watch this one because I, I cannot sit through Malarkey pitching himself or talking about himself, period. About Shrek? His Shrek restaurant? His Shrek restaurant? Pass. How do you do like a pass and then a hard pass and like what's pass to hard pass? It's, I, you think I, all, maybe they're pitching concepts. They're really like grasping at straws. Maybe they're pitching concepts to the, the judges pick the two restaurants. Right, because they have to. That would be been exactly the same for so long. They probably have to change it up a little yeah. bit. Well, there's ten people left. They got rid of two, so there's eight people. But they're adding one back in, so there's nine, which is odd to do restaurant wars with nine people anyway. Right, because next person, whoever whoever no, wins was, the episode, will watch. 10, the so point. now there's nine. Oh, they lost eight. No, so they eight, lost, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, so I, they're gonna roll in with a nine person because this person's coming back this episode, right? So yeah. they hold them for a second. Seemingly, I don't know this. The math doesn't oh, work. I think you jump right back in to next. You, out, the internet you out math me. 
I wish that people wanted to chat with us because we could chat with each other, but I wish that there's seven people watching and four of them are us and one <laughs> producer. And also we're sharing computers. So three of them are yeah, us. So. Four strangers <laughs> watching could chime in at any point if they wanted to on top chat and tell us what they think, how Restaurant Wars is going to go down. We had some very interactive comments last time, which was very exciting. Uh, I'm just going to put it in here. How do you think Restaurant, this is what makes good videos, right? Malarkey yeah. is like really... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Engrossing or captivating, maybe? Uh, I think yeah. it's captivating. Okay, guys, what is your? I mean, we don't really know who's on teams. They were very careful about the editing. We didn't see teams really. We didn't see yeah, like it would be, people. They spent the time on the pitching. I and think not it would actual. be reckless and irresponsible to make predictions based on what they did show us. Other than I know that Melissa's team is probably going to win. Okay. And yeah, I mean, if Melissa and Gregory are together, that's the winning team right there. I know. Or Melissa, Kevin, and Gregory, it's over. Good night, Irene. There's no way they can ever Yeah, pick. Kevin, right. Well, yeah. how do they pick? Is it just going to be random knife color picking? We don't know. They showed us nothing. You guys, all I know is that the episode that I'm on is on the week after next, right? That's, no, two. Two, two weeks. weeks. This doesn't yeah. make sense. There's way too many people still. The episode that I'm on is on on May 14th. So on May 15th, I'll be having a really just triumphant victory lap. Dave will be invited still, but like you know, high five into my mom. No, but I'm going to certainly let you take the lead on that one. I have a lot of mom, annoying mom friends who are going to be zooming in. They're fired up. So exciting. Producers have contacted us and told us to keep it together and not tell uh, everyone on social media, all of our followers, who's still in. Calm down, everyone. Well, you've got the spoilers. It's uh, dangerous information to have. It's not good, but it's not bad. You guys, I really need you to come back, so we're going to have to, like, work something out and figure out what's going on. Yeah. We'll uh, be sure to uh, watch the entirety of the um, of the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's a pandemic, and everyone gets what I, I like mean, to call was, a pandemic pass. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like, our pandemic pass. We get one. I, and I forgot to tell you this, and this is not for this is just free. We're gonna wrap it up because I know you want to go home. But like, the, well, you're right. But like, the point is, I was in a meeting. I had a meeting. I didn't even tell you this, Noe, with someone who just didn't come to the Zoom. Just me and Jared waiting on the Zoom. Oh, fantastic. Same. And the poor assistant who only had a photo, he was too ashamed to show his face. It's just, he had a photo of himself at a Cubs game. I won't say his name. was like, I don't know where she is. I'm sorry. Well, I think she's having plumbing issues. And I'm like, bro, a sewage pipe burst under my house. I know when I have meetings. I didn't miss a single meeting, by the way, when. Same. Yeah. We had literally sewage. Anyway, the point is, but I digress. Everyone gets one pandemic pass. Everyone gets one. Everyone's busy. Guys, love you. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, let's compare notes about our sourdough bread baking and our bougie lifestyles tomorrow. Oh, sharing many photos. I'm going to start. Well, did you already start it? Uh, no, it's it's feeding. I'm going to feed it a couple more times and then I'll start like this weekend. You're talking about me? We're going to just, what's happening, Mark? <laughs> He's like, are you talking about me? I guess. I'm gonna feed it's him a couple it's more feeding, times. but not after midnight or he turns into a gremlin. It's a horrible right. thing. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to ours right now. I'm going to do the float test and we're going to see what happens. Oh, cute. We'll keep you Good luck, everyone. Um, you guys, Subscribe to the channel. Give us five thumbs up. Give us five thumbs up like you have five thumbs. I have three thumbs. I love you all. Oh, goodbye, everyone. I'll give everyone. you thumbs up with all of them. We're going to see you all next time for Restaurant Wars. We're yeah, going to dress up because it's serious. I'll be playing the part of a customer, and Dave will be playing the part of Maitre d' front of house. Maitre d'. Yeah, sorry. I I'll, hang out with Leanne a lot. On dive. On dive. Goodbye. We love you all. Peace out. Yo. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. 
Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.